Aloha guys, I am Vagabond, and this is Vagabond Podcast Adventures. Today is a new day, and everything is better, and it's going to keep getting better. That's what I tell myself every day. And you know what? Most of the time, it works out pretty good. So, if you're interested in reading about Hawaii or learning about Hawaii, my recommendation is you go to vagabond.com because I write about the island of Oahu and all of the things that there are to do here, the history, the history of Hawaii itself, all of that stuff I cover on Vagabond as well as a lot of my past adventures um, and hopefully there will be some future adventures there as well. <laughs> Let's hope so, Other, if there is a future, but every day gets better so there's bound to be, right? All right, so next thing, travel. I've sort of made a living out of traveling, and uh, it's been great. I haven't done it for my whole life, but I've done it for significant portions. You know, as I talked about in the last podcast, I went for years without paying rent. And also in traveling, I managed to travel pretty good uh, on the cheap. You know, I uh, I stayed in five-star hotels, and I uh, ate at Michelin-starred restaurants, and I went to exotic locations that people dream about going to all of that without very much money that's kind of what I've been good at is making a life without very much money and so that's what I'm going to talk about right now that's what my first book rough living tips and tales of a vagabond was supposed to be that book was supposed to be about how to survive in fact the original title of that book wasn't Rough Living Tips and Tales of a Vagabond, and the original theme of that book wasn't uh, travel around uh, cool places with Chris as he uh, drinks and meets other people drinking, um, <laughs> which is sort of what the book was uh, in some sense. Um, no, the original title of the book was My Time is My Own. I worked for a corporation, a tech corporation, and I burned myself out doing it. I, I moved really quickly in the field and I became a partner at a company called Tech Planet, which was no huge um, accomplishment. Tech Planet sort of burned us all at the end. And I found myself wondering, why am I working so hard? Why am I stressing out about money? Why am I so freaked out about paying rent? Because I didn't have any money. Tech Planet had folded and I didn't really know what to do. So I bought a cheap VW van and I moved into it. And I decided I was going to write a book to help myself learn how to do it. So researching was part of it. And the second thing was to help other people who might be in the same situation. And ultimately, what I learned was that America is a terrible place to be homeless in. And being homeless is an awful thing. And if you don't want to be a wage slave in the United States, you're going to suffer, at least some. That's for sure, because our entire capitalist, um, pseudo-democratic system is set up to make everybody work, and it's set up on the premise that everyone has to work. You know, you think that the government is providing public school for your kids out of the goodness of the government's heart, but that's not the case at all. The government is sending your kids to school so that you have time to work, and so that your kids can be taught how to be good workers and can learn the skills that they need to be good workers. That is essentially what our government does. That's essentially what public school is. Is It's a system to free up workers to work so they don't have to watch their children, so they don't have to stay in the home. 
and it's also a system to train new workers to work. And there's other entire systems that are designed to encourage people to get married and to have more children and to perpetuate that cycle because that cycle really works. People have kids, they have to take care of the kids, they can't just freeboot it around anymore, they can't say, screw it, I don't want to do this, I'm leaving, I'm, I'm going to Jamaica. Because when you have kids, you have a responsibility. So, all of that... And what I'm trying to say is my first book was called My Time is My Own because I recognized what many of us recognize, that my time really wasn't my own at all. None of it. That all of my time either belonged to my boss or it belonged to, uh, you know, the, the sleep that I needed so that I could go to work or it belonged to someone else. It didn't belong to me. And so I decided I was going to reclaim my time and I was going to write a book about how to do it. The first step that I took in that was moving out of a house and getting out of a rental situation because I was a single guy and I lived with three roommates. We had a house and I was tied to that house. And as long as I was tied to that house, I had $400 or $500, whatever the rent was then, that I had to come up with every month. And I had to come up with the money for utilities. And as long as I had to come up with money for rent and utilities, then I had to have a job. And if I had to have a job, I had to have clothes to wear to that job, specific like work clothes, nice clothes that made me look good. And if I was gonna have that job, I had to have training. So I'd have to like go to periodic workshops and I would have to pay for trips to go, you know, get continuing education. And all of these things added to the necessity that I have a job. This is how the system works, you guys. This is what it is. Your time is not your own. Your time belongs to the clothes that you have to wear so that you can have the job. Your time belongs to the haircut that you have to pay for so that you can have the job. Your time belongs to the soccer practice that you take your kids to, to the things that you have to buy for your kids to go to school. Your time belongs to your employer. Your time belongs to the grocery store where you have to go buy food because you don't have time to grow your own food. Your time belongs to the yogurt that you have to buy at the shop because you don't have time to make yogurt. Your time belongs everywhere except where it starts, which is with you. And that's the big mistake that our society has made. So here I am talking about travel. And I've traveled quite a bit. I've gone a good ways, you know, since that time I moved into my VW bus, I've traveled around the world. I've been to more than 50 countries, um, you know, I think that's about where I stopped counting and I've been to a few since then. Um, and I want to tell you guys that the one thing that seems to be constant is that people do not own their time and it hasn't always been the case. People used to own their time. I talked about this before, how the Hawaiian people had four months a year that was theirs to play games, to compete, to do things that they wanted to do. People used to have a lot more free time than they have today. Today we have free time. Guess what we do with it? We give it to our devices. As you're doing right now, as I'm doing right now and talking this to this device, I'm trying to create a message that will come across a device to you that'll be a little bit different than most of the messages that you're getting because the messages that you're getting are consume, be unhappy, be envious, feel like there's something missing from your life, don't love yourself, be mad at yourself, be angry that your life isn't yours. And the message that I wanna to send to you is a lot different than that. First of all, the message is you need to love yourself. 
This is the biggest problem that we face in our world, is the fact that people do not love themselves. And you might be going, oh, I love myself, it's great, but you know what? You don't. None of us do, and not on the level that we should. I mean, sure, I know you, you probably love yourself more than most people. I probably love myself more than most people. There's certainly people that love themselves less than all of us who are listening or talking right now. But the fact of the matter is nobody's ever taught us how to love ourselves. We're taught to love other people. We're taught to love institutions. We're taught to love things. But loving ourselves is where everything begins. So you guys, the lesson that I missed in Rough Living, Tips and Tales of a Vagabond, and the thing that I didn't figure out in my time as my own, was that the first step to loving yourself is reclaiming your time. You have to figure out how to reclaim your time, some of it at least, to do the things that you love to do, to give yourself the same respect that you give to other people. You try to give other people space, do you give yourself space? You try to give other people the things that they want, do you give yourself things that you want or do you give yourself the things that you're told that you should want or you do you give yourself the things that other people want that you decide oh maybe maybe I do want that it's a big problem anyway enough of problems you guys let's talk about why life can change once you start to love yourself and you can if you make the decision life will get so much better Hey guys, here I am again. And you know, um, in terms of reclaiming your time, sometimes the world seems to be kicking you and what it's actually doing is it's giving you the opportunity to make some discoveries, to rediscover something. And sometimes the world is giving you exactly what you need just when it seems like it's taking something away from you. Now right now I have tons of compassion for those people who are suffering because of this government shut down. You know, people who are working and not getting paid, who don't know how they're going to pay their bills, people who are not working, who've been furloughed and aren't going to get paid until the government calls them back. All of these people right now probably on some level are suffering. They're suffering because they don't know how they're going to pay their rent. They don't know how they're going to, you know, pay for birthdays or trips or um, food. They don't know how they're going to pay for medicines. They don't know how they're going to pay to live. Because we all live in this world where we have to pay to live. And it's a, that's a fucked up thing. We shouldn't have to pay to live. We're born. We don't ask to be born. We shouldn't have to pay to live. But we do. And in the United States, we've sort of like mastered this thing of, of forcing people to pay to live. And right now, because of all the shenanigans going on in Washington, D.C. with this ridiculous $5 billion you know, request for a wall, there's a lot of people who are suffering. And I have great compassion for them. Because I've been in that situation. Now, I've been in that situation several times in my life. And there's times in my life when I suffered and I drank and I you know, kicked myself and I wasn't kind to the people around me and I let the problem occupy my every waking thought. And that's understandable, but it's the wrong course. And then there's other times when I've taken the right course. And, and I just want you guys to know that the right course is to take this time 
as a blessing. Take the time to play with your kids. Take the time to learn something new. Take the time to explore other job opportunities, other things that you might want to do in your life. You're going to die. You know that, right? I hope you know that. I hope you realize that, that you are going to die. You only have a set amount of minutes in this life. And when those minutes are done, you're going to die. So what do you want to do with this life? I had a guy punch me in the face one time, kick the shit out of me. He was going to throw me off of a balcony, Um, you know, and the reason why was because another guy, one of his coworkers who, uh, you know, had some problems in his life or whatever, he and I were talking and he was really bummed out about his work situation. He hated his job. He was unhappy with his life. Um, And all, all the guy was doing was complaining about his job. And I said, you should fucking quit, man. You should quit. And so the guy quit. And his buddy who worked with him thought that was a really bad decision. So he came and um, I was sick at the time and knocked on my door and basically assaulted me <laughs> in my in my living quarters. And uh, yeah, kicked the shit out of me. Like, So it's not always the right decision to tell people what they need to hear. But here's the thing. You're going to die. And you need to make decisions that are the best decisions for what you want this life to accomplish. You know, and and the first thing of that is your time needs to be your own. You need to take ownership of your time. And it's a blessing in disguise right now. If you're one of those people who's furloughed, you have a blessing in disguise. You have been given all of your time for this period and you need to take advantage of that gift and do something extraordinary with it. You need to do something exquisite with it. You need to do something awesome with it. And I don't care if it's just taking a walk with your kids that you never get to take because you're like, oh man, I never have the time to just go really out and share the things that I've learned in life with my kids. That's an awesome opportunity that you have right now. Or maybe it's like, hey, you know what? I've been thinking about starting this business and maybe I don't have the money right now, but there's a million things that you can do to prepare yourself that you haven't had the time to do. You have the time right now. Now, if you're not one of those people that's furloughed, if you're one of the people that's being forced to work as a slave laborer for the U.S. government and you're starting to question whether you are ever actually going to get paid or not, maybe it's time to start using those working hours for different production. You know, maybe it's time to start using those working hours when you're, you know, at the airport, um, as a way to talk with your coworkers, to develop better relationships, to figure out, um, you know, how to strengthen your union or, or even to start looking at how the business runs and how you could run a better business. But you've been given this gift of time and you've only got so many minutes. And when you're given that gift of a furlough or a job, uh, being a layoff, make the best use of it. I mean, you know, I can only give examples from my own life, but I've been in that situation where I expected to work recently, where I expected to work, I expected money to be rolling in, and I had several months where just absolutely nothing. And thankfully, I made the best of that situation. Now, is it going to end up being profitable? I hope so. Is it profitable financially? I hope so. Is it profitable mentally and like for my health and my happiness? Definitely. And was it profitable in the time that I was able to spend with my child and with my relationships? 
definitely. So I hope that if you're one of those people affected by this or a person affected by something similar, that you will take the time to enjoy life. Now, one of the most powerful phrases that I've ever encountered was I used to say, oh, that person's so lucky. Oh, that person's so lucky. Oh, Oprah Winfrey's so lucky. And it was Oprah Winfrey that I actually heard this phrase from. And she said, luck is where preparedness meets opportunity. And what that means is like, yeah, you're lucky, but you know what? If you know all the winning lotto numbers for tomorrow, but you don't take the the moment to buy a lotto ticket before tomorrow's numbers, then you're not going to be lucky. And if you're not prepared when when Lady Luck knocks on your door to bring you that check for $10 million or whatever it might be, if you're not prepared for that, then Lady Luck is going to pass you by. You have to be prepared for luck. No, you can't make luck happen. But you can increase your odds by a great deal. And that's what I hope all of you take at least a little bit of time to do today. To increase your odds. I want you to be lucky. And the way to be lucky is to prepare for that luck and be ready for those opportunities. We live in a country in a time where things are really haywire, but that doesn't mean that we can't make the very best of the situation. In fact, that's what we can do all the time, no matter what it's like. Aloha, you guys. I hope that you and your families and your loved ones and everyone who's listening to this and even everyone who's not listening to this, that you managed to find fulfillment and happiness in 2019. It's a great year. It's way better than last year already, and it's going to keep getting better and better and better. Believe it. One day is going to be better than the last each day. Aloha. And hey, guys, if you found any of this valuable, you know, it would be awesome if you could share it and leave a rating for it. Just leave a quick review or a rating. It makes a big difference. Uh, If you'd like to check out more of what I have to offer, you can go to vagobond.com or vagorhythm.com. That's V-A-G-O-R-I-T-H-M.com. And of course, you can check out all the social media and stuff that's linked up there. Uh, You remember, guys, your reviews make a big, big difference. So please review, share, comment, all that stuff. Aloha and thank you.